Hello and welcome to the Medico Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Dr Jonas Hayes, I'm a foundation doctor. And my name is Emily Kelly and I'm a graduate entry medical student. Our podcast tackles tough medical topics and we welcome guests to talk about their work in the world of healthcare and beyond. So today we're welcoming Hazal and Liddy, two second year medical students from Barts and the London and co-founders of Journey to Med, a YouTube channel and Instagram page which wants to redefine what being a medical student is. So welcome to you both. Hi. 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 So do you want to start us off by explaining what you think people's perceptions of what a medical student is? Cool. So I feel like um, even us before we got into medical school, we thought the typical medical student was someone who works from, you know, nine to five, doesn't really have much of a social life, you know, spends a lot of time in the library, like emailing lecturers and just someone who doesn't really have fun outside of their degree and also someone who's typically from an upper class background typically from a white background not you know not someone who's from a working class background like ourselves so yeah I think that was like our main ideology of what a medical a typical medical student would look like yeah 100% I agree and on top of that just having a lot of money as well probably Mm. being able to afford really expensive paid work experience abroad just those you know stereotypes that you tend that you tend to hear about yeah Okay, so like um, really hard working, but sort of very stuck in their books. And yeah, stuff. exactly. Um, but also kind of um, quite rich, quite privileged, mm-hmm. and someone that's been able to sort of get advantageous sort of work experience yeah, and yeah. stuff. Children of doctors say like they've got parents and aunties and uncles. They've got generations of doctors before them. Yeah. Someone who's able to sort of get them in the back door and get them yeah, some experience exactly. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what do you see as sort of like the, the, the problems with that? And do you think that that's really the case? Mm. Oh, I think that's a really nice question. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, in, in terms of the problems of that, um, I feel like if people are able to just have a better advantage than others to get into medicine, then we do kind of limit that doorway of possibly talented doctors that don't happen to fit that scenario, that don't happen to fit, you know, that, that checklist. Um, and it's almost not fair because then it means that the environment that you're born into that you're that you're that you've been brought up in automatically you know determines your future which you know of course isn't fair because we don't get to choose what situation we're born into and in terms of whether that's the case or not even though there are improvements in the diversity of students entering medical school and there are more widening participation programs available these days there's always room for, for improvement i do believe that a majority of medical students come from that you know elitist privileged background you know quite advantage quite advantaged upper class tends to be from a predominant background in many medical schools you can literally count you know with your hands how many people of for example a black background are in one cohort and I feel like there's such a long way that we could still go with change so I would still I would say that even though it has improved that is still the case and yeah I, I don't think it's fair to be honest yeah yeah, definitely. And just to add on to that as well, another um, like point of view when, with why it's a problem is if someone thinks medicine is just um, you know nine to five working, they don't have a social life, all of that kind of negative stereotypes of being a medical student, that's also going to deter them from wanting to consider the degree and then the career in the future as well. And again, that can um, inhibit some very smart, talented um, students from even considering the degree because they feel like, you know that it's not the life for them or they're not going to fit in i mm. think that all comes from um 
uh, assumptions and stereotypes that people have of what it is to be a medical student mm -hmm. and definitely like Lily said there is definitely room for improvement um people should I feel like people should never feel like an imposter um unfortunately it is um the case in yeah. a lot of situations for a lot of students um not just in medicine and a lot of different degrees but especially in medicine which tends to be you know quite elitist with the types of students you see um when you feel like an imposter it is definitely more difficult especially because of how hard the application process is so you get through the whole mm. application process but you still feel like you're not good enough and you still feel like you're not meant to be there and yeah that's just you can imagine how that sounds that sounds quite hard and, yeah. and mm -hmm. is that do you think that's something that you guys have experienced then um and I'll, I'll ask a bit about sort of why why do you think that is and why you think you've experienced that mm -hmm. um so is this kind of like a yes or no I would say that I definitely faced it in first year. I definitely felt like a sense of like loneliness and alienation just from not having people who looked like me around me. Not saying that um, that should pay a determining factor, but it is important to have that familiar familiarization. It is important to have that representation um, in the cohort, especially when you are going to be treating such a diverse range of patients mm -hmm. in the future. Yeah, and just to add on to that as well, um, I think I've also like, experienced it I don't think I've experienced it to the level Liddy has but I've experienced it in a sense where I remember on my first week of medical school um someone heard the way I spoke and was like oh you don't sound like you study medicine and I was like what does that even oh, really what does that okay. even mean you know I, what does that even mean <laughs> what does that mean I was like so just because I've got more of a North London accent I don't sound like a medical student or like yeah. I'm not qualified to be a doctor now simply yeah. because of the way I speak and immediately that, that made me think oh do I need to change the way I speak do I need to you know sound more posh um pronunciate my words more and I was just like do I need to change to be a better doctor or a better medical student mm -hmm. and I think a lot of students feel that um whether that be because of the way they speak the way they look the way they dress the way they just every little aspect of themselves that can be judged by others and that is a big problem because you know even someone like me who's quite confident I was it always made me less confident because I felt like if I was to speak up, for example, in a lecture, someone was going to be like, oh, mm. she sounds a bit, she doesn't, she's not going to make it kind of thing. And that's like... <laughs> she doesn't sound like she belongs here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Is that something that, that you then felt? And everyone wants you... to belong, especially when they've worked so hard to get somewhere. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely... I'm sure you guys really worked very hard to get into med school yeah. and to get there. <laughs> to then feel like you don't belong must be really tough, mm -hmm. actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what about before you before you got into med school when you were thinking about applying and stuff? Did it seem like a career that was achievable for you? Oh, that is a Ooh, beautiful question. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to start it off. <laughs> I came from a secondary Go school where things like medicine were just not attainable. They weren't even in, you know, it, it just wasn't even a possibility. It wasn't even spoken about. Mm -hmm. The most, the best you really? could do is past your GCSEs to be honest and mm -hmm. um, you never really heard about people around you getting into medical school older years getting into medical school I came from a state school where there weren't even a lot of resources to um, encouraging getting into medical school there were definitely enc like encouraging teachers there and I don't regret my experiences yeah. there because it did make me who I am today it taught me to self-teach and it was I had to literally self-teach myself half of my GCSEs in order to attain those grades necessary to move on to the next stage in my life. It taught me to just keep persevering, keep having that, you know, that fuel in me to grasp what I needed to grasp despite my environment. 
um so yeah that was already a backseat burner some people the minute that they enter like year 11 year 10 mm. they already know how to secure work experience what they need to get done to, to get into medicine and i wasn't aware of this until i actually went to a grammar school for sixth form mm -hmm. and the vast majority of resources available to us compared to my state school was absolutely shocking um and it almost scares me because it's like if i didn't go to a grammar school for sixth form yeah. and receive that support does that mean i wouldn't have been able to get into medicine mm -hmm. um so i'll definitely say that that played a part it, you just you didn't think medicine you know and i think it's just yeah. it's so important that i had the family i did have around me and that I did have, you know, that curious mindset to do my research, to understand what is actually going on, what do I need to do to get into medicine and um, eventually attain that. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to add on to that. We've had, like, very yeah, similar um, state school backgrounds in, like... I never knew a medical student until I got into like year 12 and mm. I knew them from my grammar school. I don't like, I don't, there are no doctors in my family or even in my extended family. Like the only doctors I know are my GPs. So I literally, I didn't know any doctors. <laughs> and so, but it's weird because I had never seen someone like me in the position I wanted to reach, but I was still so determined to get there. Mm. And that's just like probably my determination from year 11. Where I was just like, I'm going to do it. But that's probably because I was like, I knew I couldn't see anyone there, but I still knew I could get there if I tried hard enough. Yeah. And yeah. But that took a lot of hard work, a lot of self-teaching, a lot of extra research, a lot of time out of my, like, my own time to do my research yeah. when, you know, a teacher could have provided me with that information, but a lot of state schools are just under-resourced. Um, mm. And I feel like, like Liddy said, there are probably a lot of amazing doctors that we're missing out on simply due to lack of resources. And that's why I'm so happy that there are more widening participation um, events and just uh, um, communities and groups coming up every single year because I don't want students that look like me and Lydia or just general students to miss out because one, they don't have the resources or two, they feel like it's not for them, they're not going to fit in, just that sort of, that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Obviously, yeah. you guys worked really, really hard to, oh, to sort of get in and you, you know, you took a lot on yourselves to investigate the career in medicine mm -hmm. and then try and get to get in. Mm -hmm. There must be so many people like yourselves but weren't who weren't quite able to, yeah. to do that and mm -hmm. weren't quite equipped to to go out and investigate and, and think for themselves mm -hmm. i wanted to pick up on something you mentioned earlier that sort of when you got to medical school lydia you, you felt like you didn't sort of see other people around you mm -hmm. who, who were similar to you yeah and do you feel like that was also a barrier when applying that you didn't sort of see people like yourselves in medicine mm. i'm literally so happy you asked that because 100 percent, i definitely felt like that and it was actually one of one of my motivations to start journey to med when i was going to different um events for um aspiring medics you know the interview ones the webinars i yeah. barely ever saw someone who looked, i was usually the only black person in the room i remember once we went to one house i was like lydia you're literally the only black person here yeah. you notice these things when it's you you know you feel like you're walking around in like a high vis jacket in a glowing you know glowing you know saying oh i'm the only black person here because <laughs> it's only you there yeah. none of the people speaking the doctors the medical students helping out or even the people attending would look like me and of course you know as a human being you, you can say oh it's not about color but sometimes it is sometimes you do feel like oh does that mean people that like me don't get into medicine does that mean my place isn't here do i not belong here and you start feeling that imposter syndrome from early on so in instead of me being like other paramedics that only have to worry about the application process i'm worrying about the application process and being different you know it's it is it is quite a um 
uh, I think is a sad place, a sad, a sad situation to mm. be in. To be honest, as a as a young girl, especially when you're just figuring things out, you're you're trying to figure out who you are, what you want, and on top of that, you're you're doubting things about yourself. You're thinking, oh, you know, is my skin color going to be an inhibiting factor in how yeah. I can progress with this application process? Mm-hmm. And I think, especially with Fujian Med, one of the things I wanted to do is just be that role model. Um, stay true to myself the way I speak the way I conduct myself who I am what I look like to show other people that you know what if you look like me you can make it because I made it you're going to be okay because mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of that for me and it did impact me sometimes I did feel a lot of imposter syndrome when going to these mm. events a lot of anxiety when going to these events I would feel uncomfortable to walk across the room and go to the toilet because it's like oh my god they're oh, like really? you know, the only black girls here like yeah mm. 100% you, you stand out because of it and I now I've learned to kind of embrace it. to embrace it, even though it's sad that I have to embrace it. But there are a lot of spaces where we are the we are the minority in the room, and I feel like yeah. because of what I've learned now, I know that if I'm in that situation, it's time for me to represent my community and to conduct myself in a way that shows I deserve to be in this room, regardless of what anyone else thinks. But as a young girl who hasn't learned a lot. That is a stressful situation to be in and it's unfortunate that people still have to be in that situation today to be honest but yeah yeah so, so you feel like not only are you trying to you're trying to study medicine you're trying to pass exams you're trying to you know become a doctor yeah but you're also you feel like you're you're not just representing yourself mm-hmm. but you're kind of representing all of the other people who look like exactly. you come from your background imagine that burden uh, yeah. yeah and and equally, um, Hazal, you said, you know, the way that you speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And especially with like Journey to Med as well. At the start, we were both like quite rigid and like not really ourselves because we were scared of coming across as, you know, they shouldn't be in medicine. How did they get in kind yeah. of thing? And I remember we got a comment once and it was like, oh, two working class girls studying medicine. Oh, like Ooh. almost like shocked. And I was just like, like people like this still exist. I was like, it's just... It's so upsetting. People are actually shocked. You know, like, yeah, yeah. could be studying medicine. Yeah, because we're working. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I think um, even if you say, I'm not going to let it get to me, like, it can at times. And it can make you feel like you need to um, change, especially when, like I said, the application process and just in general, medicine is competitive. You know, applying for jobs. I just, the whole whole process is always going to be, there's going to be that, a bit of competition and you're scared that stuff like the way you speak you know the way you look even just what your name looks like is mm-hmm. going to inhibit you from getting where you want to get to regardless of your qualification regardless of the amount of skill you have and that's scary it's scary that a lot some like a lot of students need to think about that it's like a, like lady said an extra burden an extra thing you need to think about when there's already so much to think about and it's it's upsetting that that is the world that we live in. What do you guys see as the sort of the next step for you? So I know you do sort of like YouTube videos mm-hmm. and you're posting things on Instagram. What would mm-hmm. you like to see to, what would you like to do next? Um, I don't really like that question. Yeah, I think every time we get a message and it's like, oh, you guys have motivated me or you guys have helped me. Mm-hmm. It just like, Even the smallest message, that literally warms my heart. So I can't wait till the day where everyone like just who wants to get in can get in because of resources we provide and other people provide online literally since we started journey to med we've met so many more amazing people who have the same mission who have the same mission and Mm. want to help um yeah who are like-minded and want to help um the upcoming generation with whether that be youtube videos instagram posts blog posts just i feel like the community is definitely growing yeah and 
I just can't wait for more and more people who look like us, who, you know, might be from a working class background, who might be ethnic minority to achieve their goals just like we did, um, regardless of what others think. Yeah, and I think on top of that as well, in terms of like journeys to med, you know, we just want to keep creating fun content, content mm-hmm. that is of course medicine related to help people, but also lifestyle content to share that just the importance of having a work-life balance and to stop glorifying burnout. Yeah, Medical definitely. students have to work hard, but you don't have to sacrifice your mental health and your sanity because of your degree. Mm-hmm. And we just want to keep mm-hmm. creating content that shows us having fun, but still being hardworking medical students and just to grow our reach and just how much people we impact. I really want to be involved in doing more exciting things, yeah. more you know collaborations, um, exciting things like even this podcast is going to help someone and you know I'm so thankful that people like you want to hear about these topics and want to share the word about mm-hmm. it so just to keep you know growing being able to reach more people just doing crazy things that I never thought I could do yeah literally <laughs> yeah. we've had so many opportunities that like we work yeah. with amazing people we work with amazing brands that we wouldn't have even thought was possible yeah and just to continue doing that and yeah just to continue spreading mm, the message put yourselves out there yeah more. yeah exactly. yeah and I suppose, given time, when you guys keep moving through the years and, and you know, get eventually to becoming doctors and consultants yeah. or where, wherever you want to end up, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're then going to be able to um, reflect that back all the way down yeah. into mm-hmm. into everyone who's in a training position, everyone who's at medical school. Do you think mm. you guys will get involved in teaching or admissions? Because there are all those opportunities out there, I suppose, to get involved in the admissions process and things. Yeah. What do you think? I literally feel like we are little, two little admissions tutors because of the <laughs> number of questions we get. Yeah. And I know we're not like qualified to give any specific answers, but I feel like I could definitely see myself getting involved with stuff like that in the future. Mm-hmm. And teaching as well. I realised I like teaching as well. So, yeah, I, I really like how medicine gives us the opportunity to kind of go and go and take lots of different paths. And yeah. I'm excited to explore those paths. Yeah, I'd, I'd want to keep content creating as well. Definitely. I don't know which format. If you did that would be amazing. But it just depends how things go. I think seeing other people like Ali Abdul be able to continue a YouTube channel despite being a junior doctor is quite encouraging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even you with the podcast and everything. So yeah. I'd, I'd definitely love to keep content creating and just tapping into that creative side for myself as well. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll tell the medical schools council to, you know, keep a place ready for you then for when you join their, uh, I mean, their widening Our emails are program, open. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, they can slip into your DMs, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. of course, of course. <laughs> cool. And you said, I know you've got loads to kind of, like, on top of you with med school, with, as you said, kind of feeling like you're representing everyone. And then you said, you know, you're trying to balance that by, you know, having a bit of work-life balance. Like, mm-hmm. how do you guys do that? Um, I think it's definitely difficult. It's not easy, but yeah. especially because we have quite busy schedules. But one thing that we both swear by is planning our week. Literally every Sunday we sit down, we call each other and we plan the upcoming week. And I feel like if I didn't have that plan, I feel like my whole week would fall apart. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely about prioritising where you need to, making sure you're planned and um, also not taking on too much. I think we've both been guilty of that at times as well. Yeah. Uh, when there's like opportunities coming your way, there's exams approaching, but you also want to do this and you want to do that. And um, we, I think we've both found ourselves in situations where we've been like, oh, yeah. um, how am I going to, how am I going to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, how exactly. am I going to get out of this? And I think um, we're people who just like saying yes, there's opportunity, yes. You know, if yeah. we think it's going to benefit us, of course we want to say yes. Yeah. Um, 
Well, but I'd say yeah. we've gotten better at saying no as well. Yeah. And on top of what Hazal was saying, I think it's important when we when we are planning to almost plan breaks. Not to say that every second of our life needs to be planned, but I yeah. I intentionally make sure that I leave my Saturdays or Sundays with just one activity, mm-hmm. just so that number one I have space to like catch up, but I also have space to make sure that I can sit down and spend time with my family, mm-hmm. even though I do that during the week anyways because I commute and stuff. So yeah, just being intentional about remembering that we are humans and we need to satisfy. Our our basic needs like drinking water eating spending time with loved ones yeah. and stuff really helps as well yeah and something that i like actually discovered this week um was that i read this article and it said the busier you are the the more uh, the more breaks you need and mm. it was saying something about like creating new cells in the hippocampus and something wow. about memory and learning and it was basically saying how the busier you are the more rest you need and i think i'm someone that's guilty of not giving myself enough time to rest because I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, it doesn't matter. I'll do this and I'll rest later. I'll do this and I'll rest later. Yeah. <laughs> and it definitely catches up on you. So yeah, I think definitely so planning in breaks is important. Yeah. So you're saying sleep when you die, probably not the best sort of much yeah. to by then, yeah? <laughs> no. I've heard of that one, yeah, 100%. Okay. And outside of creating all this content and stuff to- together, are you guys really good friends and do you study together? Do you do that side of things together as well? Me and Hazar literally do everything together. It's a bit worrying. Yeah. It is a bit worrying. It's nice that our journey's med came from a friendship rather mm-hmm. than a, like a business idea because we yeah. started it not thinking about monetization or anything, just more so to help people. And then all the other stuff just came with it naturally, yeah. of course. But because we, we, we just stay true to our roots, remember what the main aim is and just remember that, you know, there is a friendship uh, and just setting boundaries, knowing when, you know, we need to be serious, we need to have a bit, a, a partner a meeting about a partnership, but when yeah. we also need to spend time as friends, like go to the cinemas, have a chit chat mm. and stuff. Um, that's something that, you know, kept kept us sane. But yeah, yeah. We, we're, we're best friends, like outside of Journey to Med. So yeah, like, and I feel like it would be difficult to, um, keep it going because there are definitely times where you know there's high pressure there's like you know bickering about this bickering about that but mm-hmm. I think because we're friends outside of journey to med mm-hmm. it makes everything easier to deal with yeah um, mm. so yeah you gotta have a pretty strong friendship to kind of weather all of med school <laughs> stresses and yeah. you know, doing all your stuff you do yeah, outside exactly. of as well but it's, it's nice to have someone because um, we like went through sixth form together so we've kind of been studying together for a long time Yeah. so we kind of get how we each study and we can help each other so it's definitely nice it's nice to have that that person okay, who's so, going through so it how, uh, so so go on then tell us um you know <laughs> liddy how do you study and how does Hazal study and how are those different or are mm. they really I think um, said Liddy. Okay, fine, go. I'm I'm a I'm a strong visual learner. I need really like bizarre, weird concepts in order to connect, interlink everything, and make it make sense. Hazar's very strong in memorization and rewriting. I would say, and how the two combine is you can't memorize and rewrite everything. You can't yeah. visually see everything. Sometimes you just need to get stuff. So we combine our two strengths and help each mm. other out when necessary. Yeah, I think Lily's got the more creative brain. I've got the more like analytical, mathsy brain. Yeah. So you put the two together, you get this beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> I don't want to creation. <laughs> That's a really diplomatic answer. You know, we we complement each other perfectly. <laughs> but I'm 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 sure I'm sure you have you know elements where you probably annoy each other at the same time as oh, 100%. 100%. Oh, every, every day of every week of every day yeah every day okay 
cool. If there was kind of one last thing that you wanted to to get out to to people to encourage them to to get into to medicine and stuff, what would you say? What I always like to say when I get this answer is what I would have told my younger self is just to keep going and regardless of any barriers internal or external regardless of what others say or others think just keep going because when you get to the end goal you're going to really enjoy it um one thing that i was really scared of was working so hard to get into medicine and then not enjoying it Mm -hmm. i was like imagine working this hard and then not enjoying my degree or not even enjoying my career and that comes from the negative um assumptions that people have of um the degree but i would just tell myself to keep going and um it's going to be worth it because i'm someone who likes being reassured like i will work as hard as you need me to work but i just need to know it's going to work and obviously you can't always have that reassurance but yeah that's what i'll tell everyone out there like if you work hard regardless of what comes in your way it will pay out because hard work is always um reciprocated in one way or another yeah definitely i give what i was saying um and i would just say as well you know i know it's a bit cliche but just to remember just be the anomaly in everything that you do Mm -hmm. try not to compare yourself to others try not to think oh that person's doing this this person's doing that be the anomaly what do you want to do do what makes you happy do it in your own unique way get through medical school in your own unique way don't watch what others are doing especially when i started medical school i was like everyone has a mac i need a mac because that's the best way to make (laughs) notes that is just that's ridiculous you know you have to figure out what works for you take it a week at a time a month at a time and just be optimistic that things will work out Mm -hmm. in your favor and things will be okay and i'm just going to add one one more thing onto that actually um when you get into medical school it's a big change, but don't be scared of that change. Mm. I feel like, especially students who get into medicine, they tend to be high achievers at their six, um, sixth form. They tend to be students who, they just get <laughs> it. Like they're, they're taught something and they just get it. They just know how to study. They just know how to get the A stars. And that's not always the case when you mm. get into medical school. You know, I was hit with the um, obstacle of not knowing how to study at medical school. I thought how I studied at A-level would work at medical school. And yeah. then when I couldn't figure it out or it wasn't working because of the volume of... Um, content i have to know at medical school i thought that's it i'm i'm, I'm gonna fail i'm not gonna make it through medical school and that's not the case yeah. it's just sometimes you need to figure out a new way of learning you need to find a new balance in life and that's okay yeah um, at the start i was scared that you know i was the only person who was going through this and that it wasn't okay but it just it's okay everything's going to work out yeah yeah great i'm glad you guys are so positive it's really refreshing <laughs> yeah, you have oh. to try <laughs> That was Hazal and Liddy from Journey to Med. You can follow them on Instagram at journey.the2.med or subscribe on YouTube by searching for Journey to Med. You can find all of our podcasts on our website, medicolifestyle.com, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.